Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This episode is brought to you by you. You downloaded this, you press play, and now you are listening with your ears. You. You've got no one else to blame but you. This episode is also brought to you by yourself. Yourself. You did this to yourself. Yourself. My name is Jason. Hey, I'm KJ, and in this week's episode, we review our year in Week in Review. I ask for some advice, and Jason gives us an update on his health, and we have a very special slash unique announcement at the end of Week in Review. Escuchen! Up next, we'll take some quizzes. We got a lot in the queue, and it's time to empty it. So we're going to do it the only way we know how, which is halfway. And we'll wrap it all up with a feedback, an Amazon review, and a little more. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Hey, what's up this year? <laughs> Good as up. Long time no speak. Yes, it has been... I can't even calculate how long. I don't know. Hello? Is I it... forgot what I was doing. I don't, I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Um, so much has happened since we last recorded. I don't... I guess I don't even know where to begin. Mm. But I mean... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not much. At the same time, not much has really happened. You know, how much is how much is so much? Just living life. Yeah. Doing business. I think it was was it before right before Christmas or right after Christmas? I think it was right after Christmas before New Year. The last time we recorded. Uh, yeah, it was last year. So yeah, it was last year. Happy <laughs> New no Year! Idea. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. <laughs> um. Well, I do have one question, or one, I, I want to ask your advice. Sure. So we know that the news is infiltrated with coronavirus, well, at least a little bit, mm-hmm. in this country. Um, so if someone was going to be getting on a plane pretty soon and flying within the United States for a vacation to a southern region, Mm-hmm. Would you suggest that person still go? No. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. It's it look. People die all the time. <laughs> I mean, I know that's morbid, but we're all going to go eventually. Right. I, I, I'm I mean, just not looking to go that soon. Yeah, well, I you know, I agree. Uh, it's it's unlikely that most healthy, you know, middle-aged or younger adults are probably fine. Because mm-hmm. this, with this virus in particular, because it seems from everything I've read about it, which is very little, yeah. but <laughs> to be honest, Me too. As, as, as the health expert of this podcast <laughs> now, 
Yeah. After going through the medical system, even though I am not the actual medical professional on this podcast, <laughs> I will be. I will take the role of health czar and just say um, it, it seems to be not really that bad unless you have pre-existing conditions or or you're of a certain age, mm-hmm. like you're like young children, older adults, um, or you're have. Um, a compromised immune system, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Yeah, um, yes. Which is, is uh, so I, th- I don't think you fit into any of those categories. So I, th- I feel like you're looking at maybe like a mild cold is your percentage chance. I was trying to get out of flying. I was hoping that, oh, that I could. Well, then yes, you should never fly. You should not do that. You should never go anywhere again on an airplane. Because it's the high population of people. So if I could convince the Hall of Famer that we drive. Instead yes. of fly, that would yeah. be better. Yeah, you could say, do you want the coronavirus or not? <laughs> that hasn't yeah. worked so far. Oh, okay. Well, I, it's yeah, all it's... like, ah, it'll be fine. That's Well, how long of a drive is this? Uh, probably about two days, maybe 20, 21 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost spit the coffee out <laughs> that I was drinking. Okay, yeah, you should get on an airplane. <laughs> you should tough it out on that one. I love road trips, though. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great, but... That's a long time in a car. Uh, yeah, it is. So speaking of, like you said, it, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute, immunosuppressed mm-hmm. people. Yes. Do you, let's hear what you've been up to. I have not heard from, you know, it's been, it's nice to hear your voice again, Jason. Yeah, it's been longer than I can remember. Yeah. So yeah, do you have it's... any updates for us on how you're doing, what you've been through lately? Uh, Yeah, I just quick to summarize, it's. I know it's cliche, but there are some days that are good, some days that are not so good, mm-hmm. which is, you know, everybody in normal life. Well, cliches it's, happen it's, for, cliches come about for a reason. Yes, it's, it is, it is very true that this disease is, you can feel pretty good some days and then not so good some days. And what I'm going through, I'm in um, several different like physical therapies now, like occupational therapy and speech therapy. And the speech therapy Interesting. is. What are they doing in speech? It's more pragmatic stuff. Okay. Like setting a schedule and and scheduling rests into your schedule. Oh, sure. Okay. Because for someone like me who is, when I'm working on something, I am 100% go, 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 go until mm-hmm. I drop. Mm-hmm. And I not only can I not do that anymore because I don't have the energy, but the fatigue of this, how this how MS affects you is... What they're trying to do is get me to schedule rests in before I need the rest. Right. So schedule the rest like as part of the calendar. So like, hey, today I have this thing at 1 p.m. So and I know it's going to require this, you know, amount of effort and energy is what I expect out of it. So like if I have to drive somewhere or, or go or think about something or really concentrate for an hour on something, schedule like a 30 minute or an hour rest before that where you actually rest. Like it could be a physical rest where you lay down. It could be a you know an emotional rest or a mental rest where you're just like, you know, I'm just going to do something to get that you know is mindless or something that doesn't require me you know to really focus and concentrate. Mm-hmm. And it's basically to balance it out because the thing about MS is not once you get tired like normally you'd be like oh I'm tired I need to rest and I'm fine. It's oh I'm tired and I fell off the cliff of you know <laughs> energy and not only that but then you start getting the aches and pains stronger and everything starts hurting. And like, it could be like two days 
in some cases that's happened to me, just I'll speak for me specifically, like I've gotten to where, oh, I feel pretty good for a couple of days and I go and I do things and I'm not like going out. I'm just doing like, ba- and I'm not like going and running a marathon. I'm just doing like basic, I am up and moving around and doing things for, you know, eight to 10 hours during the day, like working on music or, you know, doing this or, you know, you know, doing creative stuff or thinking, AD- <laughs> which is. ADLs. Yeah. What's that? Activities of daily living. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Is that a is that a thing? That's a yeah. That's a thing. Cool. That's a that's a medical thing. Well, of course I knew that as the medical czar. Yeah. This podcast. Right. So, so so just doing those. Would you say ATLs? ADLs activities okay. of daily. I was like living. saying that's that's like Atlanta. The <laughs> ATL. Yeah. I'm doing the ADL in the ATL. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So uh, that's good. That's good. Is that your rapper voice? <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? <laughs> um, don't sure. answer yeah. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so doing those things, just basic stuff that before would have been like no real level, you know, measurable amount of energy exertion. Right. I mean, thinking, thinking takes a lot of energy, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm the person like when I'm talking about something that I'm excited in or something I'm working on and I'm trying to work through an idea, I'm up moving around and walking around. I'm it's, I never sit down. I'm always you know, waving my arms around and my voice gets louder and I start, you know, getting animated and I talk faster and all this stuff. I just get passionate about whatever I'm doing. I think like most people do. Mm-hmm. But that takes so much energy that you don't realize until exactly, your you energy pool it. is has shrunk. Yep. That just doing basic stuff, not even getting real animated about stuff, will just will take the energy out of me. And the problem with MS is not... Oh, I'm tired. I'll rest and recover. The problem is you're you're done for that day, the next day, potentially the day after that, and it feels like you have been in a car accident the next day when you wake up. Your whole body gets sore. It affects you. I've never been a person who's like an emotional or like, you know, worried about stuff or getting anxious, thankfully, because I don't understand how people who are that way could deal with this disease because what happens is Anything that affects you like emotionally or mentally, you feel it physically. And it's, or I know, and I know it's yeah. different, different stages and different degrees of this disease. It's a spectrum uh, for different people. But for me personally, what I've felt is it, you know, I've heard people say I'm emotionally drained and I'm like, how can that make you tired? Because yeah. it never happened to me before. But now even the simplest like, oh, I'm thinking about something for 30 minutes. And my entire body feels like I have the flu after that. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's a crazy, insane disease that you know. Thankfully, I am. What I'm learning now is I am probably in a good spot with this in terms of being able to get back to quote unquote normal routine. Most of it. Um, good. I still, I still have some, you know, steps to go through that I'll talk about in just a second as far as medications. Um, but it's, I, I see a, a light of hope of, hey, you know, I may be able to do a lot of what I was doing before. I may not be able to go out and play like shows like I was able to before. I may be able to go play like one a month or, you know, one and then plan on the next three days after that, just resting. But you can see that now, whereas maybe you didn't, you couldn't see that. I could a not a few months ago. ago. Yeah. No, because a few months ago, like at the beginning of the year, it was very much, 
I wake up every morning and it's and and now I've kind of gotten used to it and it's a combination of I've gotten used to it and and it is got and things are getting better. A few months ago, I was waking up every morning and it feels like you know not only do I have the flu, but I was in an accident. You know, mm-hmm. I was beaten with a a bat. Your whole body aches and hurts and pains and joints cracking and popping. You can't move and you can't do the stuff and you're out of breath and you feel like you're choking and it's just your entire body feels like it feels like you're dying. Just everything I mean, all at once. Yeah, and now that a lot of that has abated. Um, I've actually gotten some mental cognitive ability back that I had lost, and I'm still not where I was. But because they test you, mm-hmm. they've tested me like every 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 six weeks or so. Every time I go in, um, they give you like different cognitive tests, and they say, "Well, you know, you were here before, and now you." I mean, and it's not where I was before, but you know, originally before this stuff really started hitting, but it's. Still better than most people, so I'll take it. So they give you the cognitive test at the doctor, or does the OT or speech do that? Uh, the speech therapist gave it to me the last time. One yeah. time they gave it to me, this nurse at the doctor, at the neurologist. The, the second time, I, actually the first two times it was the neurologist, and the second and the third, uh, I mean the third and fourth, it was at the um, the speech therapist gave it to me. Yep, yep. So and she's like, you're, th- she's like, this is compared to most, just to like to the general population, normal as she quote the normals is what she calls people. The normals. <laughs> she's like she's like you're 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 fine. So, which is good. Yeah, I mean you can't base it on the normals. You base it on your first test compared to where you are, where you were, and then now where you are. You but you base right. it to your quote unquote normals. Right, and the thing she said I also have to understand is she said you're at a high level, so what you you will notice a drop or a change in your cognitive ability more than of course, yep. almost anybody else. Yep. It's like a high, it's like a um, high level athlete noticing that they can't do something. Um, yes. Whereas and she's and, th- and that's basically what she says. She goes, your performance was way up here and you'll notice that it dropped just because it was at a high level, but you're still above, you know, 95% of people. So I, uh, the idea, I'm going to back up a minute, the idea of scheduling a rest in is basically to not let yourself get to that fatigued, that Correct. really fatigued state. Yes, it's, it's to balance, their whole thing is balance everything out. Balance out, because they, they talked about, and something I never thought about before, the, the pyramid of you have physical, you have mental, and you have emotional. Mm-hmm. And specifically with MS, and I'm sure there's other things that can do this too, but with MS, what any of those can drain the other two and you don't realize it when you you can realize that oh i'm getting physically tired but that could also be mentally and emotionally draining you with ms i mean it mm-hmm. can be in general but it tends to ms tends to amplify the bad and also some of the good stuff but usually in a bad way <laughs> if that makes sense it's like you get like chills or like goosebumps or like that feeling of like adrenaline yep. or like electricity going down your arms and legs and you're like ooh this is this is exciting that's exciting for about 30 seconds yeah. when it lasts for like, like 3 hours yeah. you're like this is uh, this is uncomfortable and annoying and what is going on with my body yeah. this is crazy and then that taps into the mental exhaustion yes and so it's, it's that cycle Yes. So I, I, I've told them several times some of the stuff that the occupational the speech and the physical therapists and the neurologists have said to me is like, you know, and this is causing this, this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, in some ways I was made for this disease because 
of things that I've experienced over my life and just ways that I am, it's very much oriented to take this on. Because you're good. not someone that worries and anxious is anxious. Yeah, because cause the other side of this is this could drop. The other part of this could fall off the cliff any moment and you start going downhill and it becomes, it turns into secondary progressive and you don't recover from right, that. Right. Right. Yep. You still, I mean, and what they, what they were telling me is they don't expect that right now. And they think that, um, their expectation is obviously they have no idea fully and they can't promise anything, but their expectation is I have a normal life expectancy and live a normal, relatively normal there's some stuff that I'm not going to be able to do or some stuff that I have to be that, that's modified from the way I was doing it before. Because obviously I can't go, you know, 100% all out and get the same kind of stuff and go fully like I was before. Mm-hmm. But potentially can do most stuff and live a relatively normal life, which is, well, I mean, which is what you want. Exactly. Which any, anybody wants. I'm happy to <laughs> do that. Yeah, but, I, I start taking another Medicaid. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say, or I wanted to ask you, you know, I hope you, you I hope you schedule at least a half an hour rest before we started recording this thing. Uh, I did not, <laughs> but I have scheduled, I had something at noon they wanted me to go do today and I, um, that I originally set up mm-hmm. and then thought better of it and actually called this morning and said, I just need to cancel this. And they were like, sure, it was another physical therapy appointment. Uh, good for you. Because um, what I discovered in all of this is when all the doctors last year were saying, oh, this is just MS, when I was complaining about my neck, and I'm like, but my neck feels weird. This doesn't, this is a different kind of pain, da da da, da after mm-hmm. going to that physical therapist that cracked my neck in September. Yep. Um, turns out, the short story is, all the doctors that I was seeing before, which I'm not, I'm not going to that hospital anymore, they, they said, oh, it, it's, it's just MS, everything's MS, everything's MS, everything's MS. You know, whatever, you know, you stubbed your toe, oh, that's probably MS. Yeah. Because, yep. you know, you were, you were clumsy. Or it's, 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 it was that level of ridiculous of... Oh, you have a hangnail. That's that's MS, you know. And it it became the once they knew I had MS, or once they diagnosed me with MS, then it became everything was feeding from that. So no need to treat anything else, or right. no need to even investigate or look into it. And it was frustrating to me. And that's part of the reason why I'm in a different hospital now, and a different doctor, and a different setup, which has been awesome so far. Um. <laughs> And they said, well, yeah, you should go to a, this new place. Said The new neurologist said, yeah, if it's still hurting, you, you might want to see an orthopedic doctor. And I went to the orthopedic doctor in January, and he's like, oh, yeah, you've got a bulging disc between C, blah, 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 and this, and another one here. Yeah. That, that he, goes, he goes, that seems consistent with what you tell me from the physical therapist. He's like, you know, obviously I can't say whether that caused it or, or sure. you know, active, reactivated an older injury because I was hit in the neck, you know, what, like five years ago, four years ago. And it felt kind of similar to that, mm-hmm. the, the, the same kind of place. And so now I'm going to start going to physical therapy, specifically, specifically uh, an orthophysical yeah. therapist, specifically for them to kind of try to calm down. And he said, because it, he goes, it does seem um, like it's mild now. And he goes, is it, is it better now? I was like, yeah. He goes, what it's probably doing is healing because you've been resting a lot. I said, yeah, it does seem to get better as a rest. And he's like, yeah, you could probably go to physical therapy for a month on this specifically. And then, you know, hopefully it's better after that because, you know, if the next thing down the road is, I'm sure you know, is they talk about, you know, injections and yep. then they talk about surgery yep. and definitely don't want to get that far. Hopefully don't no, need that. No, no. And if you're and I don't on think any I meds like prednisone or anything like that, they have, that might have also helped your inflammation in the cervical spine. Yes, because they had, they, they shot me up with, <laughs> I read something that said, 
they're giving some of the people who had died from coronavirus, they had given them like uh, 40 milligrams of prednisolone. That was the, the treatment, uh-huh. the steroid. Yep. And they, they think that might have been a bad idea for that particular, for this particular virus. Oh, well, no. 40 mil, they said they gave him 40 milligrams, which is like double the dose that you would normally get. I got a thousand milligrams for three days in a row. I got three thousand milligrams. <laughs> I didn't get forty. Wow, I got three thousand. So that should have helped your neck too. But it did because my neck felt great. My neck felt great that like next week and a half. But my body coming down off the steroids felt like oh, yeah. complete garbage. Yeah. So you so, and yeah. I now have herniated discs together. That's so yeah, cute. pretty much. Although yeah, mine's in the still? lumbar spine. Uh, yeah. I'm, ugh. I have so far, knock on wood, managed to just avoid um, injections mm. and just been working with core strength and really working on other stuff that I know that because I'm a therapist, I know what I need to do, um, yes. traction and other things like that. So I'm I'm hoping I'm okay, but springtime when it's time for golf will really be the telling. I'm a little yeah, nervous to golf because the last time I, the last swing I took, I, it, laid me out and I had to have two Ugh. people help me up. Yeah. So, so, so you that. know you know how that feels yes. when you know yes. exactly how that feels when like the the spine, the vertebra are not are, are like pinching those nerves yeah, it's and it's just terrible. like terrible. Yeah. But and it, it's the same thing with me in the in like where mine is in my like between my shoulder one of them is between my shoulder blades and the one's a little bit higher up in my neck mm-hmm. is like basically where the guitar strap goes. Yeah. Yeah. And so whenever I play guitar for any, because I played a little bit here in the last few months, but mostly I've just kind of left it alone because it it was really reactivating. It was really making that neck stuff worse, and I was thinking, "Oh, this is MS." And then when the ortho guy said, "No, this is not. This does not seem like MS at all." And this, he goes, "I know you have MS, but this is this is a this is another thing in addition yeah, to the see, MS." See, he's not defining you by your disease, which there is, you go. is very. Um, it's it doesn't happen enough. What usually happens is 100%. your previous your previous experience. Yeah, it's like the doc, it's like these old doctors just they just looked and said, "Oh, you have MS. Oh, we're not even going to look at you any further for anything." Yeah. And I'm like, "Are you yep. kidding?" And I was like, "Is this how this is? This doesn't seem right to me." And then it was just I had the wrong set of doctors. Yep, and <laughs> with the guitar, looking down, flexion of the neck tends to irritate cervical oh, yeah. discs. So Absolutely. that's partly probably why it would go down into your shoulder blades. Yeah, that's absolutely why what it was. It because what I've noticed is I've tried to um, like stand up straighter when I'm playing and mm-hmm. not look down at the guitar. Which I mean, I don't really have to. But it's just a habit of you just, right, just look at what you're right. playing. I have um, to, by the way, to watch my fingers <laughs> going to the chords. But go ahead. I had to. I had to learn over the years, you know, to do it without looking because most of the time I'm singing, so I'm standing up looking. Right. Look, I'm looking more at the mic or like looking out in front of me. Um, but yeah, it's. It's very when I'm sitting here at home. It's very much which is where I am now, <laughs> it, all the time. Is um, it's very easy for me if I'm playing to pick it up to just the habit of just looking down. And I'm looking down at to the left, mm-hmm. and the pinched nerve is on my left. I think he said it's on the left side where the disc is bulging a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. And fortunately, he thinks, like I said, that you know, go to physical therapy for a month or so and continue to do the exercises, and I should be fine. Yeah. As it, far as that goes, it should help. Um, I, I want to, before we move on, I want to go back to the doctors saying everything is MS. Everything is MS. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they see that a lot where people don't want to 
they don't want to dig in. They're like, oh, here's an excuse for that. Let's just call it MS. We can't help yeah. you. But when you had said, when the speech therapist had said a lot of people wouldn't notice certain things, the, the sad thing is that most people would have said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just MS. There's no, I don't have any, I can't be helped with anything because it's all MS. But right. you notice that, hey, this, this doesn't feel right. And it's possible that someone could have a herniated disc or a broken fibula or whatever, and it's not yeah. related to MS. Can we please <laughs> look beyond the disease? So yes. the fact that you notice that, that doesn't always happen. Most people, not most, but the normals would just, they would just the say, normals. oh, okay, it's MS. I'm not going to look further into this. And they're having pain when they don't necessarily need to be having pain. Absolutely. The, and the going. thing, yeah, well, you know, me too, because the thing yeah, that I, I would say that, that I have advocated for on this podcast a lot is ask questions. Mm -hmm. That's of everything. Ask questions and not in a condescending way or in a, I know better than you way, but ask questions in a, I'm curious about this and pursue the re revelation of knowledge and try to be wise about stuff and not just accept because not accept what people tell you, because what you said, people, some people don't notice things. Doctors are people too. Mm -hmm. And some exactly. of them are more perceptive than others. And most of them are at a level of perception they've had to be to be, you know, go through all the schooling and pass all the tests and all to get all the certifications. They're, they're pretty sharp, but they're not always going to be paying attention. They may have had something going on that morning that has distracted them. And they're some of them, they, they may not be as focused as they should be. And then some of them are only they don't want to get into stuff that is not that they're not going to have an answer for, if that makes any sense. They don't, yeah. they don't want to even pursue down the road of, cause they, they want, they want, they, they like to, when some people come into them and say, blah, 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 you know, this is what's going on. They like to say, well, here's your problem. Mm -hmm. They don't like to say, I don't know. Right. And I think that goes for most people. And most, if you're, if you're an expert in your field, you don't really want to say, I don't know. I think it's a tendency to say, I don't know, but I, saying, I don't know when asking questions and say, let's figure this out together is it, one of the key things to me in life. It's a of, huge asset. Yeah, getting to the best solution. Yeah, and that's what I meant partly earlier when I, when I said that the, the doctors are using MS as an excuse to not do the work. Absolutely. Because they don't know, so they just say, oh, that's, that can happen with MS. Almost anything can happen with MS, so they can just say that and get away with it. It's yeah, mostly. and the crazy, the crazy thing is that the pinched nerve was, was aggravating. The nerve being aggravated because of the disc mm -hmm. bulging mm -hmm. was causing the MS to be sure. inflamed. Sure, <laughs> that's, that's, that's initial. That's literally what caused my MS relapse. Right, yep. And for them to, part of it also was they are protecting this physical therapist. Sure, yeah. Because it was all in the same hospital system. Yep. Yeah, so and you're not too. and the way the way that they approached it to come in and, and they were like, oh, aren't you glad you went to her and she did this? Because now, you know, you now you Ooh. this puts you on the path to discovering uh -uh. your MS. And uh -uh. three of three of the different not three doctors said that to me. And after the third one said it almost word for word, repeated what the other two had said. I was like, yeah, OK, there's a, a script. There's a there's yeah there's a there it's not a, I don't want to say conspiracy because that's what sounds makes me sound crazy. There's a there's something going on here where they've had a meeting or they've had a conference call or they've gotten a memorandum from somebody in administration at this hospital to say here's how we approach we are, here's how we're going to approach this. Yeah, sounds like I that. I don't doubt for a second that that's that that was something. It may have been a hey we're going to do a, 
you know, call in and we're going to talk for 30 seconds about, you know, this happened and we're going to just, you know, this is not a problem. And, but to make sure there's not, you know, any kind of lawsuits or anything, we want to, you know, just encourage the patient. <laughs> yep. But yep. it was very suspicious to me uh, to the point of where I'm like, I can't go to this place anymore. And the crazy thing was they were, they, they went out of our network and they didn't tell me. Oh. They were like, you're still in our network, you know, for at least the next month. And I'm like, what? And I called the insurance and the insurance was like, no, they're not in the network. <laughs> and I called back and I had to talk. I had to go through like four levels of customer service and like managers to get to the like a, an administrator level person for this hospital system. They're like, yeah, we're not in your network. Oh. And I'm like, what? what? And she's like, but we're we're billing at the network price. So you should still really technically consider us in your network. And I'm like, no, because the way this works is that doesn't go towards my deductible. Right. And it doesn't, it's not, oh, it's, I was, it's not just the amount of money. I was hoping you were going to tell me at least the insurance was good in this whole deal. Uh, insurance, that was, oh, that was the hospital oh, system. The hospital insurance system. has been good. In, the, the one thing the insurance did was they sent me a letter that said, uh, this doctor is not in your network. This, for, this is for the new doctor. Oh. That I'm take that I'm going to now the new neurologist he's not in your network and the the therapists that are you're seeing currently are not in your network and I was like but you told me the hospital and the the whole hospital system that I'm going to now was in the network and she's like yes <laughs> and I got on the phone with them and um was like but we confirmed the hospital system was in the network and the insurance company rep said yes the hospital system is in the network. None of the doctors or <laughs> providers in the hospital system are in network. Uh, and and how, Deanna said, that? yeah, Deanna said, exactly. What good is that? She goes, he's not being treated by the building, <laughs> What? <laughs> which made me laugh, which is like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, it, I didn't know that was a thing that could exist. And the lady at the insurance, I who is our either. advocate, said, uh, yeah, that's a thing that's happening more and more now where the provide the hospital is in the network but none of the providers that work there so what you have to do is get the tax id of everybody who treats you from the doctors to the specialists to the the nurses are, are included as part of the system but if it's a specialized nurse like or like an occupational therapist a speech therapist or a physical therapist or if it's a radiologist and deanna was like what there's some radiologists that we don't even know who is looking at the you know the mri or the you know this whatever report that the radiology is is you know we're supposed to be responsible for reviewing and she's like well you have to you have to figure that out you have to figure out how to get the tax ids and i was like this cannot be a thing and so i called our advocate which they gave us a new advocate which part of the problem is they switched us to a different advocate because the old one um left the system uh at the beginning of the year uh -huh. and so it was um, this happened in january and I didn't have, and we kept calling our advocate at the insurance and nobody ever called us back. Uh, the insurance did fall apart on that. They didn't notify of us of the new advocate in time. I didn't even know we were getting a new person. And finally, the new person called us back and she's like, yeah. She's like, don't worry about that. She goes, nobody does that. She said, we're going we're gonna to figure this out and solve it. And supposedly they're taking care of it. And right now I haven't built, been billed anything oh. from this new system. So it could they're, be good or bad. Hopefully it's good. Yes. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good, but... I'm scheduled to go next week for a big, huge chemotherapy, basically infusion that lasts all day. Um, that is the supposed to control and maintain 
keep the MS from getting worse. Oh, so they use a, like a chemotherapy type of a drug? Yeah, it's an IV drip. Um, oh, okay. it's, it targets certain cells. It's, it's not like a chemotherapy, like widespread, where it like kills all cells. Yeah. It's targeted to a specific kind of cell. But it is your immune system, and it does make you immune suppressed, and it will be, I will be much more susceptible to respiratory illnesses, speaking of speaking what of, we were talking about yeah. before. Yeah. Well. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. And that's coming up, did you say next week? Yes, uh, supposed to do it next week. It had took like three months to schedule it because of all this insurance stuff and just getting available space at the place to go do it because it takes all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the thing is, if I have a cold, mm-hmm. I can't do it because I can't give it to you because it lowers your white blood cell count and all that. Right, st- right. It's dangerous yeah. to give it to you. Um, but the but the other thing is, this is forever. As long as this works, this is I would take it the rest of my life, and which means. I'm more susceptible not only to getting any kind of respiratory or other kind of infection. Um, they specifically say respiratory infections and herpes is what the two things oh, they yeah. list. Yeah. So I think I'm okay on one of those. Um, but the the um, the respiratory infections, I mean, having two kids in public school, uh, they right. both have had colds in the past two weeks. And it's the the problem is not only that you get the cold, you get more stuff, it's it has a much more chance to develop into something like pneumonia or bronchitis. Something worse, yeah. Yeah. But I'm otherwise pretty healthy, so they 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 feel like they have a good outlook on this. I mean, unless I get the coronavirus, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which, who knows? But you can't worry about that stuff. Okay. That's okay. That helps me in my decision, too. You can't worry yeah. about that stuff. You can't, you can't worry about what ifs because uh, an, an asteroid could hit the earth tomorrow and we could all be dead. But see, that's, that's, that's where you're positive. You know, you're, you're saying I don't uh, worry and stuff, worry about stuff. Well, I am yeah. kind of the opposite. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we're all going to be dead eventually. So, as you said at the top of this show, people die all the time. Well, the, well, they do. I mean, and that's, that's a true. that's a part that's part of life. It's yeah. it's part of the journey of life. It's what are you doing with the life that you have now? Yeah. Uh, in some ways, the fact of knowing that it's going to end someday should motivate people to do what they can now. Yes, and hopefully yeah. that is in a way to you know help and love other people mm-hmm. is and not you know go out and steal and take everything you can, whether you're a criminal or a criminal in the government. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We 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 won't get into that, but uh we certainly could. There's a lot that's happened since since the last yeah. time that Yeah, I I've got I've got too much to live, too much life to be living to be worried about that. To to be talking about that. Yeah. In other Wasting words. Wasting time on that. All I'm going to say is vote. Yeah. Please vote. vote, 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 vote. vote. Um Okay, so it sounds like if you can get this drug, hopefully things will be even better. Um, supposedly. The drug doesn't help with the symptoms, but the symptoms are getting better, and the drug should help with the... Should, the doctor said he expects it to basically halt the progression of the disease. Good. At least for the, you know, for the foreseeable future. Good. Well, that's encouraging. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, this, is, this is supposed to be... I, like I said, I have, I have, I had hope before. I have seen things and experienced things in the past few months that are um, 
evidence of that, of, you know, this is getting better. So, and it's, it's just a lot of it is managing the symptoms and realizing that the important thing is to try to manage it ahead of time, not wait until you fall off the cliff and then try to recover. Right, right. Well, before we finish these, this probably the longest week in review we've ever done. Yes, which going is, for the record. Which is only fitting, I suppose, because um, mm-hmm. we have an announcement. By we, I mean you and I, Jason, have an announcement. Yes, we do. We here at the Speaking of Tangents podcast are, I guess, what would you say, hanging up our microphones? Uh, at least for the foreseeable future, it's, yes. Maybe it's the series finale, at least for now. Yes, season two finale. Yeah. <laughs> will there be a season three? When will it be? Who knows? <laughs> uh, so we just wanted to say, you know, we want to thank Everybody, all of our listeners over the past, mm-hmm. I think, what, 134 episodes? And that doesn't include the Christmas bonus episodes. It's in the 140s, at least. Yeah, whether you only listened to one episode and said, uh, I'm done, or if you listen <laughs> to all of them. And, and bonus points if you re- realize the mysterious missing episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice it, but... Yeah, I know. That's why I said that. I do know about it because it's so it's so it's so secretive that <laughs> I may be the only person that knows. No, you told me about it, so I now know. Right. Yeah. Dun dun dun. I know we have some internet detectives out there who like that kind of stuff. So there's one episode that's now missing. Yeah. That will never see the light of day again. Um. And speaking of that, uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. The old episodes, whether there's a season three or not, the old episodes will disappear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you can download them all. Still, they're all still on the SoundCloud, which feeds, you know, the, which is the feed that sends to all your whatever podcast. However you're listening to this, um, you should be able to go back and download all the old episodes if you want them. So if you want them, download them and save them. Get because to They will. I'm not going to say when, but probably... In the next few months, they'll be gone. I would say yeah. to be safe, I would get them like by end of March, beginning of April, mm-hmm. just to be sure, because they should. I will say they will be there around at least through another month. Yeah, yeah. Just because it costs money to fund the storage space for that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, it does. Okay, so that was the announcement. Thank you, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for listening and putting up with our nonsense for. What three plus years? It's it has been years, a maybe? long time now. We may be into the fourth year now of as far as chronological time. Yeah, I think so. You may hear me doing other stuff in the future, but um, who knows? You may not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm primarily going to be working on music. I hope and trying to. Would you say ADL? ADL. ASL. American Sign Language. Activities of daily living, and then there's the IADLs, which gets really technical, and that's called the instrumental activities of daily living. Ooh, instrumentals. I like there instrumentals. There you go. Still there. Like music stuff, right? Exactly. Instruments. <laughs> yes. Of music. <laughs> Do you have anything else uh, for our announcements? No. Not, not, no. Not now. Okay, what do you say? I think you had an idea of... We're going to finish off some of these quizzes or par- portions of them that we have still in the queue. Yes. 
I think we are going to do that. Sounds like a plan. Okay, good. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? Well, yes, we have quizzes. Quizzes. We still have three quizzes left in the queue, as you said, you know, when we were getting out of the last segment. Um, we have two from Quizmaster Bob Walsh. And we have one from Sully from Boston. Sully. Um, so we're going to take, I think, it, well, let's take two questions from each quiz. So we're going to have a total of, wait for it, six questions. <laughs> <laughs> Math. <laughs> Math. So speaking of dying, do you have a die available? Always. You do. Okay. So why don't we pick these questions by the roll of the die? Do you sure. have a die? So roll the die. Yeah. I have a die. I, I don't want you it. to you have ready? the twenty because <laughs> it's on what you got. We're already down that road. It's already rolled. Okay. Two. Two. Okay. So one roll one more. Okay. So we're gonna do question two. Twelve. <laughs> and. Question. Whatever the last one is. Okay, the bonus question. Okay, so we're going to do sure. number two in the bonus question of okay. the first quiz. So let's pull right. up the first quiz. I mean oranges. You're eating. I've already checked out. Aren't you yes, glad? It's in the end of the season. I've already checked out. Aren't you glad you're not hungry anymore? Well, I mean, I'm still you know. hungry. <laughs> oh, you're making a pun. You know now I get it. You know you're going to miss that. Oh, boy. Okay, so Quizlet number eight. Famous heralds and famous mods. Um, the first Again, sentence. oh, boy. Uh, the first sentence from Bob Walsh here is, another quiz not necessarily recommended for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. What's the next quiz? <laughs> He says, KJ's meanderings in episode 114. Nah, that never happened. Provided the notion for another quizlet. Identify a famous herald or famous mod based upon the three clues provided. Um, he says, How many famous heralds and mods are there? Exactly. So he said, problem is this was not an easy quiz to construct. Not only did the name mod pretty yeah. much go out of use in the early 1900s, but the few heralds still, go, still out there go by nicknames. That's a hint. So additional research was required. Creating quiz yeah, questions. This is like this is like as if you're if you're a prospective parent and you never want your kid to be famous, name them Harold or Maul. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be choice number one and two. Well, I think Harold is coming back, isn't it? Harry? Harold? Maybe. I don't know. Um creating quiz questions for the limited population of quote famous heralds and mods was an arduous task for the quiz writer and may present significant hurdles for the quiz takers. This quiz taker says yes. And he says, there are echoes of earlier quizzes in some of the questions, which may be of help. Probably not, I add, Bob. Nevertheless, this quiz... It's going to take longer to read the description of the intro than it is to take this thing. You and the SOT listeners have come to expect. So record this at your own risk. Okay, question number two. Identify the famous Herald or Mod. Who is a character in a film which plot... Oh, let me go back. Identify the famous Harold Amad, who is a character in a film which plot revolves around the condition and whereabouts of a carpet, 
who seduces the movie's main character and who is, who is portrayed by a future Oscar winner. So I'm going to go with this as a herald of some sort. Hmm. Because I don't uh, know any Maude. I would say... I would say Maud because when when you typically when you say seduces, particularly in old Hollywood, it's the woman doing the seduction, the seductress. In what's old the, Hollywood, what's the male yes. version of this? What's the what's the male term for seductress? Um, Seduct. <laughs> seductor. I think I heard Tiana laughing down the hall at my stupidity. Seductor. Is that really a thing? S E D U S E D U C wait S E D U T H E R Seduct her T H E R what Seduct her Get it Oh my gosh <laughs> Let me I'm going to google this male word for sed is it? This is going to be another like what's the what's the it's it's a male seamstress. <laughs> you mean a tailor? <laughs> Wait, where did that come in? Was that one on this podcast? Oh yeah, we 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 talked at length about what's the male term oh, for a, yeah. a, a, a seamstress, and it's. I think, I think one think of our Brad, third chairs said, "You mean a tailor?" Jerk said, yeah. "Yeah, you mean Taylor?" Yeah. Uh, here we go. Are there any male versions of words like temptress, vixen, etc.? Lothario, Ooh. Incubus, Gigolo, Gigolo. Seductor, I like the best. Seducer is basically what it is. Yeah, seducer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seducer is the actual term. Yeah, I, I think we should take the T out. Sure. All right. So, okay, so we're... we're, we're think- what are we doing again? <laughs> we're thinking this is mod because it's a... Seduces is the word that is used. What if Typically, it's not a 1920 yeah. movie? Well, I mean, it's Bob. It's a movie from 100 yeah. years ago that nobody's seen. Whereabouts of a carpet? About the where condition. I know what this is, by the way. You do? Oh, yeah. You should know this, too. I should? Yeah. Just like I should have known Beetlejuice? Well, we have to name the character, which I have no idea. Okay, so who seduces the movie's mate and who is portrayed by a future Oscar winner? I think this is uh, Big Lebowski is the movie. Oh, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I've never seen it, so I have. So my knowledge stops oh, right there. Okay. Does oh, he? Does somebody try to seduce she? him in the movie? Yes. Oh no! Who's she played by? I can't remember. Is it like Bridget Fonda? It seems like it'd be a Bridget Fonda. No, type. it's not. Bridget it seems like a Bridget Fonda. Fonda role. I don't think so. It's a future Oscar winner. I, is it? Is it Julianne Moore? It might be, but do you have still, any idea what I don't the character what the, name is? Oh, her her name must be Maud. Let's go with. I'm going to go with Maud. Nailed yeah. it. I bet. Okay, yeah, now number six. I the bonus question. Identify the ha- famous Harold or Maud who was eulogized by a sitting president in a statement that concluded by hoping he quote received total consciousness end quote whose directorial debut was a golfing movie and who was a Ghostbuster. Oh, well, we you know, know this. this is. And yes. he recently passed away, I believe. Oh, yeah, who was eulogized. Really? Yeah. Harold... Um, I didn't know it was recent. A couple years. Harold... Oh, God, what was his last name? I know, but I'll let you Beetlejuice this out. 
Oh, that is is now Beetlejuice a verb now? I'll let you Beetlejuice yeah. this out. Mm-hmm. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. There you go. There you go. Okay, so I think we nailed quiz number one. Okay, Boom. get the die back out. Okay. And we'll go. The to, die is always out. We'll, we'll go to. That's true. The wheel never stops spinning. We'll go to quiz number nine, which is that guy, that gal, part two. Ooh, this is another Bob Walsh special. This is a Bob Walsh special. Is this another one that says this is not meant for consumption? No, this one does not say that. Please do not take this quiz if you're allergic to taking quizzes. <laughs> I kind of am allergic to taking quizzes. I think we have learned that. <laughs> yeah, it continues that's why this to season, be a staple. That's why this, that's why this the season two is over. <laughs> it's, it's, I killed it. I killed it. Yes, the quiz has killed it. <laughs> okay, so roll your die. We only have five roll questions. Roll the die. Twelve, so it's the la- what's what's the highest number? Five. Okay, so five. Five. Okay. Only on this podcast, twelve could equal five. Yes. Uh, okay. Four. Okay, four and five. I had to roll twice because the other one was nineteen. Okay, I'm gonna read number five first because we go in sure. chronological order from when the die was rolled. Oh, that's numerical order. This is another Quizlet constructed around that guy or that gal, actors or actresses whose faces we recognize but whose names are sometimes elusive. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Three. This is like the Joe Joe Pantoliano. Yes, I mean this. This is this. It's part. Who was two. no longer a that guy, but when he was in the Matrix and stuff before that, and like Midnight Run, it was like, oh, it's that guy, and you're like, what? Exactly. Nobody knows his name. Yeah. Although now he knows still name. is to me, I still don't know who that is. You know who you know. I who know he him is. by face, but his name is elusive to me, just as Bob suggests. Oh, gotcha. Each question below describes three different roles played by the same actor or actress. You have to choose the correct person from the choices provided. Okay. Bonus points if you can name the movies or TV shows in which this, they were featured. Sure. So question number five. Which of these three has come after Sarah Connor, has dueled Val Kilmer, and has woken up Sigourney Weaver? A, Lance Henriksen. B, Powers Booth. C, Michael Bean. Bean? Michael Bean. Bean. Michael Bean. Okay, after Sarah Connor, she's the lady from Turner. What was that? Terminator. I couldn't think of it, right? She's the gal from Terminator? Yes. Yes. She's, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Has dueled Val Kilmer. Uh-huh. Which movie is Val Kilmer in a duel? I don't know. The a western saint was he the saint he was in the saint yes he was but oh this is from this is tombstone, tombstone. Right? you're right okay. it's a western and mm-hmm. has woken up sigourney weaver uh-huh which sigourney weaver movie is that do you want me to tell you yeah it's alien alien okay. or aliens i think aliens it's one of those okay well come one of those alien movies does he mean has come after sarah connor meaning chronologically he's trying to be fun. after he's- or no, come he's after like chasing, beating chasing up her. her. It's because it's she's from the Terminator, so she's like. But this is not. He's trying to be funny here. He's being cute. Come after her because, um, it's Michael Bean, and he's oh. not coming after her. He's not playing the Terminator. He's coming to rescue her. He comes. Michael Bean is John Connor's father, who comes from spoiler for Terminator, which is a forty-year-old movie. <laughs> he's coming from the future to protect her, and ends up being the father which is a time loop that makes zero sense that nobody ever seems to talk about. 
Oh, okay. I, I But I don't know who Michael Bean is. I cannot. He's that guy. Oh, you certainly know his face okay. if you saw him. All right. I'll have to Google so, it. Sir, the, that's Michael Bean that came after Sarah Connor because he's, he's in the original Terminator. He comes back from the future. John Connor sends him back from the future to protect his mom from the Terminator, which also came from the future. But then he ends up being John Connor's dad. That doesn't make sense. Nope. Is it supposed to be like a takeoff Luke and Dark Vader? Darth Vader? Not Dark <laughs> Luke Vader. Luke and Dark and Dark Vader. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I don't think okay. so. But. Back to number four. Which of these three was a New York City detective? We didn't finish answering number five. Oh, Michael Bean, you said. You have to match match the one. <laughs> okay. All right, let me read the directions again to myself or out loud. Each qu- <laughs> Choose the correct actress or actor for each role, right? Yeah. You- because the other two, who is dual Val Kilmer, is Powers Booth in Tombstone. Oh. Because Powers Booth was the bad guy, the leader of the, the, the dudes who wore the red handkerchief around their neck. I thought all three of them, Michael Bean was in all three of those movies. I thought he Michael is. Bean was the guy that came after Sarah Connor, he dueled Val Kilmer, and he woke up Sigourney Weaver. Could be. But I think Lance Henriksen, was, he's the android in Aliens. And Powers Booth was in Tombstone, and I think dueled Val Kilmer. Are we only picking one for all of these? Because all of these were... Have I gone like one step beyond what he wanted us to do? Um, I think you have. I think, I think I understand that you're only supposed to pick one person. Gotcha. So it's Michael Bean who was in all three of these movies. Okay. That's what I think, too, I think Michael Bean. think he was Bean. Aliens. Aliens? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is the second one, which is completely different from the first one. And also, the first one is a horror movie. The second one is an action movie. Both of them equally oh. good in their own genres. I don't know. I don't do horrors as evidence from Friday the 7th. Or movies in general. (laughs) Or whatever whatever it was. Friday the 7th. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number four. Which which of these three was a New York City detective in the major case unit? And those are all um, capital letters. Major case Mm -hmm. unit. MCU. Ended up buying the family homestead on Honeysuckle Lane. And was the blue-eyed sister of a worm rider. Okay. A, Alicia Witt. B, Sean Young. C, Laura Layton. I don't know who C is. I I definitely know who A and B are. I don't know who any of these people are. By their name. Alicia Witt has red hair. You would recognize her if you saw her. Okay. Sean Young was uh, in a bunch of stuff. Probably I'm gonna. I'm trying to pick what you probably have seen. Have you seen Ace Ventura: Pet Detective? I have. <laughs> She's in that. She's the oh, that's Finkel a woman. Einhorn. Okay, Sean Young's a woman. Okay, correct. All right. She's in a bunch of other stuff, but <laughs> that's that's what I figured you would get right off the bat. What are you trying to say? <laughs> um, Laura Layton. So I have no idea. I don't know who she is. Mm-mm. Okay. New York City detective in major case unit. I don't even know what that means. This is a TV show or a movie? Must be a movie. 
I'm going to say it's a TV show. It's probably one of those CSI New York mm-hmm. or, you know, NCI apostrophe S, what, whatever those shows are. Those procedural shows that are all the same. Yes. Law and Order. We've given up on subtitles. But what is Honeysuckle Lane? Isn't that, that's a popular, isn't that like Desperate Housewives or something? Honeysuckle Lane? I mean, it's a very common, I've heard that term before. Oh. But that's also, it's, it's Alicia Witt, by the way. But oh, um, Come on. If you know it, why? Because <laughs> I want to see where this okay, goes. Okay, all right. Uh, redhead Alicia. I think, I don't know. No, it's actually, it might be Sean Young or Laura Layton. It could be all, either one of them, you're saying? Okay. It could be any of these answers that are available to me. Okay, so we're going to go with which one? Um, Alicia Witt does not have blue eyes. I don't know if he's trying to be blue, like blue-eyed. I don't know if he's being what? cute with that what? or if it's, a, if it's a movie. I mean, it's obviously, it seems like a sci-fi or a horror movie. could be that she had like contacts in. She could oh. be some sort of alien. What's a but worm she doesn't, writer? I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Honeysuckle Lane is the, um, the Hallmark movie that his daughter was in, by the way. Oh, it wasn't Desperate Housewives? No, I'm, I'm thinking that's what he's referring to. Okay. Because it was Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane or something like that. Well, doesn't Laura Layton seem like a name that might be in a Hallmark movie? Uh, Alicia Witt was in that movie. Oh. Definitely. And probably Sean Young was too. I, th- I think what he's, he's trying to be clever, by, I mean, he is being clever by putting people who were in all of these movies but didn't, but there's only one of them that oh. did all of these specific things. Does that make sense? Yes. Just like Lance Ingerson, you know, was in Aliens, but so was Michael Bean. And Powers Booth and Michael Bean were in Tombstone with Kilmer. And Michael Bean was in Terminator, but Lance Ingerson might have also been in Terminator. One of them. Uh-huh. I can't really remember. So, yeah, this is... This is Jumping in the deep end on these on these quizzes, doing the last two questions was, yeah, yeah, okay. Because so. he's probably giving us a hint in up and up above somewhere. Oh yeah, number three. I happen to look at. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which we'll, of these come three has Connor. come after John Connor? Has come after David Duchovny and was a leader of a Homeland Security team that included Catherine McPhee. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Yeah, because the only one I so know. So Robert Patrick, those. Robert Patrick oh. is the is the the Terminator in yep. Terminator Two. I know who the Robert Patrick is, and I know who Mandy yes. Patinkin is, but I don't know who yes. P- Mitch Pileggi is. I don't either. But Mandy Patinkin is in Homeland. No, yes, but he I, and he also in that stupid um, Catherine McPhee TV show, Scorpion. That's the one, Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, and then he... Scorpion, isn't that part of our Hamilton? Uh, that young man's Hamilton? Just like the dude yes. that wrote Scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That was very good. 
Good call. Thank good you. pull. Um, I don't know who Mitch Pelegi is either. All right. Well, anyway, but we've yeah, broken so, our own rule and we've gone into three questions on this quiz. We have destroyed that rule. <laughs> so what do you want? What do you want to say for number um, four? I, our I official go question with, that we uh, have to answer. Because you said you know Alicia Witt's on all three, I'm going to go with Alicia Witt. And she's redhead. So. I said I know she's in that one movie. Oh, well, she's a redhead, so I got to stick with my own. I'm going to say Sean Young because I think she actually has blue eyes. <laughs> okay. All right, so the last quiz is... It's probably Laura Layton. It's from Sully from Boston. Okay, roll the dice? Yes, roll the dice. Spin the wheel. Eight, so whatever the highest number is. Okay. If, does it go to 10 or is it five? I think he... Let's look. He went to five questions. Okay, so number five, and then... Three. Three, okay. So five and then three. So this is um, a quiz. Scrambling my brain. Yes, it is. He says, hello, hashtag SOT, hashtag Sea of Thieves, hashtag feedback friends, and welcome to my first attempt for you folks to crush or or be crushed by. He says, he's designed it this way. Step one, I will give you two names of things. One, Mm -hmm. a ska slash punk slash indie band I I have seen live. Oh, no. Or to a streaming service production that has been released. Okay. And then he said he'd give us a short description of each that are totally factual. Well, Wikipedia factual. Oh, boy. And then he said your mission is to match the correct description with the correct name. So, as with everything, it's 50-50, he says. And then he gives us an example. And I don't think we need an example. Let's just roll. Okay, question number... Number five. Three. Oh, five. Number five. Here are the two choices. We are the union and, number two, the society. So one of them is Sky and one of them is, or one of them is a band he's seen and one of them is Uh, a show on a streaming service. And I have to, my initial thought here is that the society is the TV show or movie show. Movie. Okay, what, he, we got a description, yeah. some sort of... I cannot confirm when I first saw this band, but it was before they played the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones Hometown Throwdown in 2010. <laughs> of course. Where I also saw them. Unhappy with the current state of ska music, decided to stick out their necks and tried to change things for the better in the summer of 2005. Getting a, it couldn't get any worse. Getting a paycheck is not on their agenda. And then he puts in parentheses, a notion, jinglers, and TKE... DKE members can relate to, as well as SOT podcasters. I put that part in. The SOT. Oh, okay. the, their love for fast music, horns, and their incredibly short attention spans are a simple explanation for why they sound the way they do. In part two, this Netflix show is an American mystery teen drama web television series created by Christopher Kaiser that premiered on May 10th, 2019. The story follows the story of a group of teenagers who must learn to run their own community after the rest of the population of their town, West Ham, Connecticut, disappears. The teenagers must come up with their own rules to survive with limited resources. Okay, well, that would fit my The Society. What are the two names again? The Society and what's the We are the Union, The Society. I guess they would both fit for the streaming service. But a ska band, We Are the Union, seems more likely to me. I'm going to say the opposite of what you said. Okay, then you're probably right. <laughs> we'll see. And I just want us to get it right one way or the other. Yeah. Very smart of you. Question number three. Number three. Oh, boy. 
The last question. A-R-Q or Zox, Z-O-X. <laughs> On February 21st, 2006, in Worcester, in Worcester, Neva Rivera, Massachusetts, I first saw this band as an opener for Flogging Molly. This band hails from Providence, Rhode Island, where two founding members met at Brown and is self-described as, quote, violin-laced indie rock, end quote. Their first album, Take Me Home, launched them on a 300-show-a-year tour schedule split between the U.S. and Europe. Their second album, titled The Weight, which was listed on the Billboard magazine Internet album charts in seventh position between the Black Eyed Peas and Coldplay. Next, the Netflix movie is an American. This Netflix movie is an American Canadian science fiction film directed by Tony Elliott. It had its world premiere at TIFF on September 9th, 2016, and was released on September 16th, 2016. A young couple protecting a revolutionary new energy source are caught in a time loop where they relive a violent home invasion on repeat, forcing them into a race against time to break the loop and escape with the technology intact. And what are the two names? ARQ or Zox. I'm going to say ARQ is the show. And I was going to go the other way. ARQ is the band. There we go then. We're totally going to nail this one. Okay. Yeah, we got it right. Should we go right to the answers for this one? Sure, let's do them in reverse order. Okay. So nobody remembers what the first answer questions yeah. were. Uh, okay, question number five. The answer, we are the union was the band and the society was the Netflix show. I don't remember what we said, but we got it right. I do because I actually got this one right. Cool. And so did you. ARQ yes. is the Netflix movie and Zox is the band. And you got that right. Yeah. That's so what I'm talking about. 50-50 right Next. there. Next. All right. Um, I got. Give me a second. And this is going to be the. This will be Harold and Ma- goes, Oh, this will be this that guy, guy, that, that guy. gal. Yeah. Okay. And we took questions uh, number five and number four. So number uh-huh. five, the answer is Michael Bean. Mm. He came after Sarah Connor to save her from Cyborg Arnold and Terminator in 1984. As Johnny Ringo dueled Kilmer's Doc Holliday in Tombstone 1993. And woke Weaver's Ellen Ripley from her hypersleep in Aliens, 1986. I'd say we got that right. We totally did. Henriksen was the android bishop in Aliens and Alien 3, yep. 1992. Yep. The late Powers Booth was Curly Bill Brocious, leader of the Outlaw Cowboys in Tombstone. Yes. We even got the bonus information. Yeah, we did. Definitely. Okay, number four, Alicia Witt. The redhead played Nola yeah. Nola Falashi in five episodes of Law and Order: Criminal Intent, two thousand. Hey, look at that! I said Law and Order something something. Yep. Um, although you had parentheses, I think, and it's actually colon Law and Order: Colon Criminal Intent. But oh, yeah, we'll yeah, let sure. you slide. Um, opposite you. Chris Noth played Emma Reynolds. What is what is what is colon Criminal Intent? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, Played Emma Reynolds opposite Fiona in Hallmark's Chris, Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. There you go. Lane. See, I Look knew Honeysuckle Lane sounded familiar, but yeah, yep. you nailed that one. 2018. And was Paul Atreides' sister Aaliyah, or Aaliyah, Aaliyah in Dune, 1984? Yep. I knew it was some sort of science fiction thing. Sean Young played Paula Atreides' consort Chani in Dune. 
Mm. Leighton was Wit's sister in the delightful Honeysuckle Lane. <laughs> I'd say we got that right. Oh, uh, we did. I think we did. Yeah. Okay, and then the Harold and Mods Harold and Mods quiz. We took that quiz. I don't remember. We took number two and the bonus question. Number two was about the question was you you said it you had it right with Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Maud Lebowski was her name. Well, then there you go. We said Maud, and I said Lebowski. Ooh, is a character played by Julianne Moore in the Big yes, Lebowski, you got that. 1998, yep. a movie centered on a rug owned by Jeff Bridges' character, The Dude. Maud, mm-hmm. scheming to have a child, convinces The Dude to sleep with her. Moore went on to win the Academy Award for... Now, do you remember this? I have the answer. She won the Academy me. Award for Boogie Nights, right? Nope. Still Alice, 2014. Oh. She played a lady that got early onset Alzheimer's disease, and it's a very sad movie, but it's very good. So if you haven't yeah, seen it... I won't be, I yeah. won't be watching that one. Um, bonus answer, Harold Ramis. We yeah. got that one. President Obama's comment about total consciousness is a tip of the cap to the Ramis-directed Caddyshack from 1980, which is mm. also... Let's see. I think my computer... Which is also known for Bill Murray imagining himself winning the Masters. Ramis portrayed Dr. Egon Spengler in Ghostbusters mm-hmm. 1984. Underrated for acting. All the, well, the directing. He, I mean, directed Caddyshack. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And wh- he acted in Ghostbusters, but he didn't act a whole lot, did he? He did more directing uh, than he did acting. He was in, yeah, I think so. He was in Ghostbusters, he was in Stripes. He was in, I'm trying to think of what else that I could recall off the top of my head. I could only pull Ghostbusters. I think he directed Groundhog Day, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, yeah, it's you... a fabulous movie. Yeah, Harold Ramis. But there's, like some, there's, other, there's something other huge that I'm missing. I think he co-wrote a lot of that stuff, too. He probably did. It's one of those things where after he died, then you really learned everything that he was involved in. Right. Yep. Uh, he co-wrote and uh, directed um, Groundhog Day. He, co- he co-wrote the script that became Animal House, Caddyshack. Obviously, he was in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. Pretty impressive <laughs> he died of an he died of an autoimmune disease. Does it say, it just says autoimmune disease? I didn't know that. It's autoimmune inflammatory vasculitis. Oh. I didn't know. I guess I didn't remember that part of it. Yeah. It's uh, like most autoimmune stuff. It's prone to relapses. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, speaking of Ghostbusters, I have, yes. I have, you know, it's been a while since we last got together here on this podcast, and I have seen some have stuff. Have you been catching ghosts? No, but I saw the, the female version of Ghostbusters with uh, Kristen Wiig and... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Kate. What's Kate her McKinnon. Face? Yeah. Um, I, Melissa McCarthy, I think, is in that. Yeah, maybe Kristen Wiig isn't in it, but Melissa McCarthy... Yeah, Kristen Wiig's in, in it. it. Yeah, she okay. is. Uh, Leslie, Leslie, what's her face from Saturday Night Live? Uh, Leslie, I can't remember her last name. Thor is in that. That's right, Thor is in it. Well, anyway, I thought that was really good. Oh, cool! And I, I finished Parks and Rec. Yes, there you go. Uh, I'm in love with Parks and Rec. I want to watch it all over again, but I won't. It's 
it's just as good. It may be better the second time. And I saw Booksmart. Speaking of, oh, I've heard that's really good. Twice I watched it. Booksmart is really good. Cool. I've heard it's. I've heard it's good. Chase Arana wrote a whole chapter about it. Yes, he did. It seemed like it was pretty good. I watched. Did you read that book? Yeah, I did. I watched the. I haven't finished the whole book, but I watched the. Mm When I wa- we watched Booksmart the second time this weekend, and I immediately then went to read Shay's article or Shay's essay again, and mm-hmm. he totally nailed it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, they did a Parks and Rec ten year ten year reunion last year, and they got pretty much everybody from the main cast that you could expect. The only person that wasn't there that I was like hoping would be there was uh, John Ralphio. Oh. <laughs> But the but literally everybody else was there. It was like twelve people on the stage, and they did like an hour interview of just talking about oh. just ridiculous stuff about that happened. And um, Mike Short, the guy who created the show, mm-hmm. was there. Um, it's good. It's it's good. It's worth watching after you finish the series. Okay, I'll look that up on YouTube. It's great. Um. So thank you, Bob and Sully. Yes. Um. I quizzes are done. No more quiz queue. And I think we again. Showed how awesome we are at quizzes as we nailed these three. Well, at everything. <laughs> True. In general. Yeah. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, thanks for listening. Whether it's just this episode or for multiple years that we've been doing this nonsense. I mean, if you're just now jumping in at this episode, count yourself lucky. Thanks. It's been fun. It's been great. And we couldn't have done it. Well, I mean, we could have done it without you, but it just wouldn't have been as fun. Thank you. For real. Hey, do we have any feedback? Well, I'm sure we have some feedback. um, Mm -hmm. Because it's been a while since we've been on. (laughs) Yes, it has. (laughs) But well, let's for the for the. I guess it's very fitting. We'll do this one final feedback from mm-hmm. Eric Antoner. Would that be how you say it? Sure. At Antoner, A N T E N E R. Are the speaking of tangents people in the loop on this? Question mark. And well, the answer is yes. It, always, it, yeah. of course. We're about always everything. in the loop about everything. Yeah. Um, from the New York Daily News, uh, tweeted some article about. Supreme Oreos are selling for $4,000 on eBay. I don't even know what this is, but it's ridiculous and nobody should buy that. As I responded, it is supremely ridiculous. There you go. Um, I don't know what Supreme is, but it's apparently some brand that's cool. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> the cookie is red. <laughs> it's a red cookie. Uh-huh. The, the cream is still white or cream colored. But the cookie itself is red with Supreme instead of Oreo stamped on the logo. Do you know what so a Supreme it, brand is? No. Is this an actual like Oreo made, like Nabisco thing, or is it yes. just some other? Uh, as far as I understand it, it is actual cookies. Uh, it's a combination. It's like when they did the Fruity Pebbles that I nailed, you know, Mystery Oreo. Didn't do so good on this year's, but. So have they d- have been able to distill the essence of what is supreme, and they infuse it <laughs> into know. this cookie? Apparently, if people are paying four thousand dollars for it, yeah. Does this does this add to your intelligence or your physical ability in any way? It does not it? add to your intelligence. In fact, if you pay it's four thousand like dollars for it, it t- it takes away from your intelligence. <laughs> it, it it shows that you're not very smart. 
Um, and in a in a twist of QE, mm-hmm. James Cunningham actually tweeted me that same day about this, and his Ooh. article, I believe, said that they were going for ten thousand dollars on eBay. Oh, it's a bidding war. Yeah, they can mm-hmm. have it. Thank you very yeah, much. I'm I'm not buying that. No, I'm no. not buying that, or I'm not buying that. No. Both. I've I've pretty much given up on sweets. Part yeah. of part of it is I've had to yep. to some extent. But and you feel better. Oh yeah. yeah, I can definitely tell when I like when I every now and then I will eat something like I ate ice cream yesterday, mm-hmm. and it is affecting me today. Yep, you can tell. It's just like I, it's like I said before. Everything <laughs> everything that I would do before that would affect me a little bit is completely amplified now. So I've pretty much given up on that. So wouldn't be buying those if they were four dollars, much less four or ten thousand. Um, I don't think I'd buy them either because they don't look to be double stuff and we know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I saw you tweet about the mega stuff. The, the most stuff. That's the size of your head. Uh, it was huge. Um, do you have anything? Uh, actually, I figured when we started with these Amazon reviews, I would come back with one yes. final Amazon review I've so to wrap up the season. The Amazon reviews. Yeah, it just I had to look stuff up and yeah, it's right. not my thing. I understand. So I have one Amazon review that okay. I would like to read, and it is for a Beetlejuice film cast <laughs> autographed signed 8x10 photo reprint number 99 special unique gift ideas, him, her, best friends, birthday, Christmas, Xmas, Valentine's, anniversary, Father's <laughs> Mother's Day. That's the name, the title of this thing. Okay, so but, but basically it's a poster. Yeah, but it's like signed. It's a signed. signed the picture is a signed. It's the it's the, like the film poster, like with you know Michael Keaton and uh, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin on the front. Okay, with Beetlejuice with the title at the top, and it's signed by all of them. And it says "special unique" in the title, but <laughs> literally in the picture, it has "buy anyone, get anyone free." <laughs> <laughs> So how unique is it if it's buy one, get one free? Yeah, yeah. It's it's $10 unframed, $23 framed. And the one question that it has been asked, or the one review, sorry, is by Ken of February 7th of this year. Okay. And his entire review is of a... I need to emphasize before I read his review... This is of a signed photo of supposedly signatures on a on a on a movie poster, an eight by ten size movie poster. Okay. Ken's review. It's in Spanish. I myself don't speak Spanish. One star. <laughs> Which? What? That doesn't even make any sense. No, because and uh, that's Amazon reviews. I don't know about you, Jason, but when I sign my name, I sign it in Spanish. Oh, sometimes. good, good to know. Yeah, and you yourself don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no. Amazon reviews never disappointing. All you have to do is type in anything you're looking for, and within a few minutes, you will find something ridiculous put on there by a human who is supposedly being genuine. Yeah, and never, I don't sleep on the Amazon questions either. Oh no! On the yeah. answers to the questions, I was I was looking for questions to answer, mm-hmm. like, but several things that I looked up had were the typical. Yeah, I don't do that, so I don't know. And I'm like, then why are you typing? Why, why are you, are you this answering question? it? Why are you taking the time to answer this question? <laughs> yeah, one was for running shoes, and the question was because I've been looking for shoes lately, not for running, but just you know, comfortable shoes. 
And it was, do these work well for running in the rain? And one of them was, I avoid the rain. I don't, I don't, I don't get in the rain. And I'm like, how is that helping? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I avoid the rain. I am, that's my superpower. So I myself don't speak Spanish and it's in Spanish, so I won't be buying this. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Before we completely wrap it up, the season two finale, uh, is there anything else that you have this week? Well, just for as far as feedback goes, normally we have Mm -hmm. a very long feedback section. Yes. Um, So I just want to thank everybody who's ever provided us any feedback or, or, you know, help us bring the feedback segment to life. Our yeah, feedback or s- friends who shall remain nameless per their request. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, they don't want to be <laughs> included in this nonsense yeah. um, by name. Um, implicated was the word I was trying to think of. The, so, yeah, it's, it's very much a lot of this stuff. People have sent us stuff on Twitter over the last few years, and mm-hmm. particularly um, just like a lot of it we have taken and it's made content for the show, and it's, it's been good. And just the interaction of the people on Twitter – because honestly, I don't ever look at Facebook. I don't have an account. No, no. Well, we and have an SOT account. But I don't think we even look at that anymore. No, ever since the interns left, that account has gone by the wayside. So if you have conne- you tried to connect with us on Facebook, I guess we're sorry because we haven't connected back. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, without the feedback, the show would definitely not be the same. I mean, it would definitely be shorter, but it would not yeah. be the same. <laughs> so take that as you will. Yeah. It's your fault, is what we're saying. Yeah, it is totally your fault. And just But but yeah, the interaction of I mean, this is basically a chance for us to get together and talk for it's been a, a get together and talk for a week, once a week or whenever we do it and mm-hmm. including everybody out there who sends feedback and we interact with on Twitter is part of this this nonsense anyway, so whether Absolutely. they like it or not. And all of our guests that we've had, including all of our third yes. chair guests. Yes. Um you know, that's what you went go back to. Yeah, go back to what you were saying earlier about downloading. Um, there's some really good interviews in there with some some of the stuff David Aldridge talks about with his Bill Clinton story. Yeah. And Liz Clark and Liz just Clark, everyone. Yeah. And some people who should not have talked to us on a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're um, they're they're way too famous to be talking to us. They were on here, so this definitely go download those. Uh, all the times we got to go to chatter and hang out with Mark. Uh, yep. and, and anybody who was there. So it's just, it's been, it's been very cool. Um, if we don't do another one of these again, I'm sure that, you know, we'll be around on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, Definitely. But uh, we'll, and like, like we were saying before, you might, you, you never know what, where we might pop up here and there. It's just not going to be a regular thing for the foreseeable future just because everything is going on. So yeah. And it may kinda... not be in this same format, but um, no. yeah. And I want to thank the people that have come on multiple times. Like um, of course, all of our third chairs, but mm-hmm. Bonnie gets it done has been on multiple times. Kevin Stanfield yes. has been on multiple times. And Absolutely. again, he through Twitter, correct, correctly identified this year's Oscar winner without seeing Boom. it. We're Parasite. always right on this podcast. Even Absolutely. it extends to people who come on, you know, just every now and then too. Oh, of course. And everybody that has, everyone who has written quizzes for us. Um, yes. And yes, yes, of yes. course, Quizmaster Bob Walsh. But then I wrote these things down because I'm a, I'm a list maker. Garrett Schumann has written a quiz for us. Ooh. Patrick Smith did a few. Yes. Uh, James Cunningham wrote us a quiz about streaming services versus 
I literally don't bands, remember that one. And and Sully from Boston that we just did today. Oh um, yeah. And can't forget Swagmaster Robert Colpine for getting our T-shirts. I yes. mean, we have so many people that have contributed to this show. People that have donated. Did you know that T-shirt was on a famous TV show? Uh, I did know that. <laughs> yes. And so many, like even March Madness tournaments, people like Jolene Wojcik who donated prizes. Like, mm-hmm. um, bottom well, line I mean, is Garrett. Speaking of Garrett, before Garrett donated a one-minute composition to a random winner of that one year, and Luke happened to win it. Young Stat. Oh, is that how? And that, that became out? Okay. a song on that. I on took DKE, that one minute yeah. and developed it into a full song for one of the DKE tracks. That's so, I mean, awesome. It's a song on the album now, which, by the way, we're still in process of writing that book. If uh-huh. anybody's in there, it, it, it's ridiculous. So I think it will be. How many pages are we looking at right now at this moment? Well, the max number of pages, I think, for, with the publisher that we're going with is 480. So I'm going to say 480. Oh, my God. It's insane. So, I mean, we're probably going to have to cut stuff out to get underneath the 480. But if you <laughs> enjoy the album and or the baseball cards, this book is going to be up your alley. Um, I would highly recommend checking it out when it comes out. Some people have already bought it through the Kickstarter. That We, we just, you know, life happens. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff yep. happened yep. last year. Stuff happened this year that I'm not going to get into. You know, everybody kind of knows what's going on if, you're, if you know. Uh, yep. So it's, that kind of stuff happens, and it's been delayed. But we are still working on that, and hopefully it eventually comes out. This year, I'm hoping. So you're going to make it even, so the people that bought it on Kickstarter, are you going to make it available for sale for others that didn't do that yes. level of Kickstarter or whatever? Yeah, it should, be, it should be on Amazon where you can order, you can buy either the physical or digital copy. I cannot remember the last time I read a 480-page book. Well, it's... Uh... Are there lots of pictures? Yes, pictures, <laughs> charts, graphs, um, but there's a lot of, lot of just like... Um, words because <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, words, it, I mean you imagine math. imagine that for a book there's yeah. words <laughs> what's your what's your review of this book it's a lot of words there are a that's, lot of that's, words yeah <laughs> it's i don't it's, speak um, english so i didn't buy it it's in english yeah yeah and oh and that's the other thing the entire book is in spanish <laughs> but how no, do you no sign your names in portuguese okay right it's similar to spanish <laughs> um so I'm sure there are people who are missing, but the bottom line yes. here is that we just want to thank everybody for their support and your engagement. As you said earlier, Jason, just the community around this podcast is amazing. Yeah. This is just, in, in a sense, is an extension of if you listen to Tony's show, one of the littles, and came out of that, because that's how we all met in the first mm-hmm. place. That's right. It's kind of, we wanted it to be an extension of that, of, you know, it's a subset and it's, you know, just... Uh, this group of people just kind of keep the conversation going in, in terms of some of the, in most of the stuff we talk about is nonsense, but a lot of stuff is we talked about was serious at times. And a lot of the stuff yep. was how we felt about stuff. And I feel like um, no matter how nonsensical, if that's a word we got in some things, we always tried to put what we felt in our heart into everything. And I hope that came through. And I think it did from just the response of the people who have been engaged with us on this. And it's, it's, um, it's been a lot of fun, and it has been a lot of fun. Yep, we'll still be around, so we'll. Uh, but just not on a regular basis. Not don't 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 be asking us on Twitter when's the next episode coming out. Yeah, because so, the answer may be never. Yeah, so we'll we'll miss y'all, but hopefully see you on Twitter, not Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And of course, if you're lastly, on Facebook, I, no. And lastly, but not 
I guess leastly is leastly a word. <laughs> it should be leastly, sure. really. But last but it not is now. least, I got to thank you, Jason, for being just an outstanding co-host and you know putting up for putting up with me for this again? whole time. <laughs> yes, it's it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. All right, thanks everybody. Anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks and bye. Thanks and bye. 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 Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Special consultant for guest acquisitions is KJ Onstead. Craft services provided by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Costume design by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Lighting by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Edited by Jason Fuse. Visual effects by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Studio design by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Dismantled by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Graphics by Jason Fuse. Oh, speaking of craft services and specifically Oreos, I did indeed try the most stuff or stoof Oreo a few weeks ago on a Boundary Water Babes expedition. And it was weird because if I ate it the way I prefer to eat an Oreo, well, really the only proper way to eat an Oreo, by unscrewing the cookie, eating the cream first, and then eating the cookie, I felt like it wasn't good. It was just too much cream. The ratio was off. But if I ate the most stuffed Oreo as a sandwich cookie the, the wrong way, I found it to be pretty good. No other Oreo is good when eaten that way, so it's still the wrong way, but... I guess it was kind of good. And speaking of good, thanks again to everyone for listening, contributing to, promoting, reviewing, or having anything to do at all with this crazy podcast. I'm going to miss y'all. Good is up. I love snow peas, and I love you. Let's do it.